The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes, we are on the Blaze Radio Network. And yes, it is Saturday, and this is Pure Opelka. I'm hoping we're going to get uh, our buddy uh, Ernesto on the show today. I think uh, later this hour or next hour, he's got some big news, he said. And I'm excited about that. Uh, the first hour, we discussed a couple of different things, including J.K. Rowling lying and uh, not apologizing for it. Fake news, as it were. So um, th- we got that going for us. And I mentioned that my kitchen sink is clogged, and many of you chimed in. As a matter of fact, a, 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 a ton of you chimed in. To help and and I still have one more to get to. I appreciate him hanging on the phone through all this. It's uh, our buddy Grayson, who's out in Arizona right now. Grayson, good morning. Happy Saturday. How are you? <laughs> good morning, Mike. Great to talk to you again. Yeah. Oh. So this is something right up my alley, and uh, and I had uh, several different types of clients using this stuff because you know people would call carpet companies to clean urine and and feces out of carpets. Well, this product, it, I found a, a knack with it with plumbers. I started getting them with the slow drains because they get grease build up. And I even had a, a steakhouse in Scottsdale. They they cut their grease pumping bill in half with a product called Drain Tame. And it's the enzy- enzymes, and it's got a spore in it. And it, it, it'll eat the grease out of grease traps. Uh, it, but that stuff... It works miracles. They uh, they they sell the product, uh, you know, in the stores uh, called um, like Nature's Miracle and stuff. It's yeah, I use that for uh, whenever you get a puppy. Right. Yeah, and that yeah. that's all it's doing is it's it the, the enzymes will eat uh, like the urine, not to be gross, <laughs> but it'll eat like the urine when it crystallizes. It'll eat that crystal like you and I eat pizza. And uh, wow. they de- they devour it up, and and it's a blend of anaerobic anaerobic enzymes that uh, start to work, and other ones that kick in. They'll they'll have a lasting effect. But uh, you know, I used to take a little a gob of uh, like a little piece of meat, put in a petri dish, and cover it up with the liquid enzymes, and it it was gone by morning. So that's it, it's pretty, that's amazing stuff. Yeah, and it, it, well, you... it, it doesn't harm anything. It's not a chemical. It, it's you know, it's in water, but they're dormant and they're suspended in the in, in a you know water soluble uh, solution. So, you know, people worry about you know chemical free cleaning or anything like that. It's pretty remarkable with uh, what the cleaning industry came up with. Well, now I, I think I probably need to get the drain the, all the water out of the way though first, so this thing can get in there because it's got to get down into the drain. So. I probably yeah, I, I, need that's to... a great point because you want to get as much water out of there, but you don't want it dry either. You know, it's kind of like if, if you got to swim an Olympic sized swimming pool to get, you know, to where you got to get to go or jump into a spa, you know, what would you rather jump into if you drop your ring in the, in, in a spa or, a, or an Olympic sized swimming pool, the enzymes, they just have to swim further to get to it and they get tired out. They're, they're living organisms. I, and I don't recommend gargling with this stuff either. It'll eat, eat everything you and I are made of. But that's uh, yeah, pretty remarkable stuff. And, well, I will uh, look any, into that. I 
Yeah. I have a, a, a one-quart bottle of Nature's Miracle around because we're regularly uh, dealing with new dogs or guest dogs uh-huh. or whatever you have. And that yeah, stuff is get- amazing. If, if, no, if anybody's got pet issues and a pet who's nailing your carpet or your rugs, this Nature's Miracle stuff is really Nature's Miracle. But I didn't even think of what the active ingredient was. So maybe it'll be good for the... Uh, I'll, well, I'm going to go out and try and find Drain Tain because that sounds like the right idea too. Yeah, they, yeah, Big D makes it, but they private label that stuff. Heck, they probably make Nature's Miracle. Wouldn't be surprised. But the commercial stuff that you, you want to look at the stuff that you know, if you call Stanley Steamer, I'm not trying to make plugs. I don't. Whoever it would be, you know, if you call them and hire them to come clean your carpets or whatever, you, you got to think of the products they're using. They're not yeah. using Nature's Miracle. They're using the stuff that commercial grade the, the industrial strength stuff and it, and you know it's just more concentrated uh, but uh and and the thing is like this uh, outfit here in, in in the valley here in phoenix they're open to the public but you know you're getting this stuff it's not like you know it's like 10 11 bucks a gallon you know uh, the, the the stuff i was telling you about that eats grease out of grease traps i mean it's like yeah. eight bucks a quart you know and 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 no kidding they they were charging this steakhouse. They were you know they were billed almost eight grand a month, and, <laughs> and after three months, you know pumping out their traps and stuff, and you know buy you know buying uh, eight eight bucks every week and putting it down the into their traps and it and it cut their bill in half. So it's uh, that's just stuff. good smart business. <laughs> absolutely, that's just that's absolutely good smart business and great to know. And uh, I appreciate you for jumping on the phone early this morning, Grayson. Thank you so much, sir. Take care. God bless. Have a great day. God bless. I love this audience. Uh, Mark in Maryland is calling. You know, Mark, yesterday I know you you tried to reach out, but I'd gone and shifted topics. Mark wanted to weigh in on the fact that we lost Charlie Gard. And Charlie Gard, Charlie Gard gut-punched me when we lost him yesterday, and and I tell you, I I got a little teary-eyed on the air. I know that. And I know you wanted to say something about Charlie Gard this morning. So uh, welcome to the program, sir. Uh, thanks for having me on there, uh, Mike. Uh, there's this uh, group of ladies uh, that do quilting bees and all this stuff yeah. to help, uh, you know, uh, with uh, homeless people and everything. And I call them the little old church ladies. And... Uh, they're very upset about this uh, Charlie Gard, uh, the treatment that he received at the uh, British health care systems in that hospital. And also, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of hard for me to keep my voice straight this morning, but uh, these, these ladies like to sit around and have their cup of tea and everything in the afternoons and and uh, and they said that uh, they're not going to buy any more British tea. Uh, they're not going to buy any more British biscuits. They're not going to buy any British products whatsoever anymore. Uh, several groups are now stating that uh, they were going to go on uh, vacation uh, this fall and uh, early winter over in uh, Britain and Scotland and places like that. 
they said that, uh, no, we're going to spend our money here in the United States. We're not going to waste our money on any place that has the British health care system. You know, that is what what Mark's bringing up here is a really important thing. Uh, I've never been a guy for boycotts. I've been a guy for boycotts. I've been a guy who says, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to tell people, well, I'm never going to. I'm just going to take my business elsewhere and I'm going to prove and I'm going to promote the people who do promote freedom and liberty. And I'll support that. Now, it's going to make it difficult for me next year when little Riley gets into uh, Wimbledon. But I might have to make an exception for that. But I don't plan on any any trips to England. I I don't drink uh, English tea. As a matter of fact, this is going to tick off some people, but I actually enjoy Russian tea. And there are a couple of American teas I will drink. But that's a really a touching point to, to hear that the people are actively saying, we're not going to do business with you. And maybe they need to promote the businesses they are supporting. And that's let's go with positivity. Let's go with carrot versus stick uh, in this case. But the Charlie Guard case, I do think... And I I went on and on about it yesterday, and some guy who has a hundred all of 136 followers on the Twitter got very upset with me yesterday and called me out and said terrible things about me uh, in several different tweets. And my only response to him was, "You seem nice," and and that's kind of the way I think we have to go after all of this stuff is to not not get into the same swamp that these people are in and 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 not not stoop to their level which is also why i don't i don't appreciate the scaramucci language you know i think it's all about elevating it's all about being a little bit better being a little more gracious being a little more presidential but that's my story but mark what a beautiful story i so appreciate you telling it appreciate you sharing it with us today thank you sir thank you for always being there um, the the ladies uh, say, shame on Scaramucci's language. Somebody ought to get a bar of Life Boy soap and clean his mouth out. <laughs> yeah, my mom would have had me on the back porch for a month with a bar of soap between my teeth if I talk like that. And I'd be sitting there with a foaming mouth looking like a rabid dog, and I would not forget it. But you know what? It, the interesting thing among this audience, and it's about time to give you guys the final results on yesterday's 24-hour Twitter poll. The the interesting thing about this audience is that out of all of you, 52% of you said you don't approve of the press secretary's vulgarity. 33% said, yeah, no limits on free speech. And 15% couldn't make up their effing minds, as we said. But that, you know what? That's kind of America right now. I think I think the majority, the 52%, really want us to be better, really want us to set an example, especially in that office. And I know some of my Italian friends, Emily Zanotti, I'm looking at you. Some of my Italian friends said, it's just like a Sunday dinner. We, we talk like that to each other. And guess what? When you're representing the president, you're not at the family dinner table. You're not talking to your brothers and sisters. You're talking to all of us. So I expect better demeanor. Thanks, Mark, for calling. I got to take a break here. I got to I got to move on to some other topics here. But uh, it looks like we it looks like we may have uh, 
gotten to the right place on on my clogged drain problem. Now we got to get into some of the other crazy stuff that's happening today. When we get back, I want to talk about a guy who's potentially throwing away a multi-million dollar career so he can go work with numbers. Why would somebody walk away from a very comfortable multi-million dollar career so he could do math? I'll explain what I'm talking about next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. One of the great things about this audience and this uh, crazy topic about the clogged kitchen sink drain is that uh, there are a bazillion answers. (laughs) Oh, I just got a Dennis Baker. Dennis A. Baker just responded saying, hey, if you have a shop vac, plug the disposal side of the sink. And uh, apply suction to the other. It'll pull the clog loose. I, I'm, I'm going to investigate several different things and see if we can, we can solve this. It's Saturday morning, and once I'm done here, I'm planning on putting on the Jeff Fisher Show, which follows this show every Saturday morning on the Blaze Radio Network. And uh, listening to Jeffy as I attempt to unclog this kitchen sink that has a... Um, a garbage disposal in it. That's, that's the issue, you see. It's the garbage disposal. That's the problem. Normally, I could just pour something in there and clean it right up. But no. Uh, some news this week, some strange news this week, that uh, the NFL came out with news on this study. They had studied the brains of uh, 111 deceased NFL players and found... CTE, that concussion injury in the brains that that has caused so many former NFL players and some other people who've had repeated repeated concussions caused them to have cognitive issues later in life. And it's it's a tragedy to see some of these athletes that that we all watched and and supported and, and appreciated their skills on the athletic field. Later in life, they're incapable of, of counting down or, or naming the months of the year in order. It was about two and a half years ago I was in Las Vegas for a political event. I have to think which one it was. Might have been, I don't know what it was. But I was in LA for a political, or Las Vegas for a political event. And as I'm walking from the hotel to the exhibition hall where things were going on, I passed one of those memorabilia stores, a place where they sell signed pictures of sports stars and footballs and helmets and things. And I saw standing in the in the front area of the store, Gail Sayers, the great Gail Sayers, the Kansas Comet, one of the one of the most fantastic and exciting football players you'd ever see play the game. In my mind, one of the great running backs right up there with. Walter Payton, another great Chicago Bear. 
and it said Gail Sayers signing stuff here. And I thought, oh, this would be great. And this was, like I said, three years ago. And I thought I'd get a picture from my dad. My dad loved Gail Sayers. My dad took us to Bears games when he could. He could only take one kid at a time because he could only get two tickets. And he used to talk about Gail Sayers, but he called them Sayers, Gail Sayers. And I thought, well, won't this be cool to bring this home for Father's Day? And I went in and I paid the 85 bucks to get Gail Sayers to sign a photo to my dad. And the, the most tragic thing, Gail Sayers wasn't capable of really having a conversation. Gail Sayers had, because of all the years of putting his body out there and running head first through the lines... And, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, the uh, helmets weren't what they are today. Gail Sayers probably had a lot of concussions that may not have gotten reported. He couldn't sign his name. He had trouble signing his own name, and there was a helper who was there. And it broke my heart to see this man whose body was still in great shape for his age. But he couldn't get the wiring right in his brain. And now you fast forward to this week when 111 players, former players and their families turned in the bodies and the brains so that the NFL could study it. And 110, 110 of them have shown signs. Now, granted, that's, that's obviously a very high percentage, but it's not out of everybody in the NFL. It's just those who donated their brains. And I'm sure those families were suspicious. This week we heard that John Urschel, an offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens, a guy who's a pretty good player. You know, when you make it that far up the food chain and, and into the NFL, you're, you're going to uh, you're gonna be doing okay. You're going to make some pretty good money. It's a short career, especially that of an offensive lineman. John Urschel's only been in the league three years, and this week he decided he was going to hang up his cleats. He was going to retire. He's decided he's going to pursue a Ph.D. in math from MIT. you got to have a massive brain and a special skill to do that. And his decision came just, what, two days after the, the NFL study came out? He's going to retire. And I'm guessing it was out of out of after watching the results of this study come out this is a this is a big deal where's the nfl going i know ben roethlisberger has been talking about it he's in his 14th season but uh is this could this be what takes the nfl down and will soccer replace it as the the biggest sport the nfl is still a gigantic profit machine but I have to respect John Urschel for stepping away from the game in order to make sure he can talk to his family when he grows up. And MIT is no joke. I'm sure he'll be okay. But what a tough decision. What would you do? Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just reminiscing a little bit in the break. Uh, July 29th, 2016, a year ago today, Doc Thompson and I were were uh, unleashed, as it were, on the Democratic Convention in Philadelphia. And it was hot. It was Africa hot. It was crazy hot, but it was also a blast. The convention itself went off as expected. You know, the coronation of Hillary Clinton, the anticipation that she was then going to march on to the White House, all that fun stuff that didn't come true, thank God. At least the ending was changed. And we covered all that, but just outside of the convention, where the main gate funneled into the entrance... The Philadelphia police had set up a protest zone because there were thousands of people who wanted to come and yell at the Democrats. And these weren't people who were Trump fans or conservatives. These were um, lost boys and girls. And there were a bunch of them. They were shouting for everything. Food, not bombs. Food, not free college. All this craziness. And a lot of them were fans of uh, Bernie Sanders saying Bernie was screwed. But one day as we were walking around the protest zone, because all you had to do was just walk around and Doc and I were talking to people. One day walking around the protest zone on the 29th of July, this very day, one year ago, I looked up and I saw a guy in bicycle shorts and a T-shirt with some statement on it. But what caught my attention was he had a red kind of flower pot looking thing on his head. And it was the exact same kind of red flower pot looking thingy that the band Devo used to wear back in the 80s. Yes, Devo. Now, I I looked at this guy and I happened to have my camera running on my phone and Doc Thompson was pretty much uh, walking around with me. And I knew that if I, and Doc hadn't seen him yet, and I knew if Doc saw him, he would know what to do. The result was 35 seconds of absolute gold that I did post on my Facebook page, and I reposted it today on the one-year anniversary. But I just have to share it with you. So in my line of sight is a guy in black bicycle shorts, a 20-something snowflake in black bicycle shorts and a sleeveless T-shirt and a Devo hat. And he's got a clipboard. I'm I'm thinking he's getting signatures for whatever proposal he wants to put in front of the DNC. Doc is not looking that way. He's looking at me, talking to me. So I decided I needed to point it out to Doc Thompson. No, so I noticed this guy's hat. Uh-huh. And Doc, I think you should ask him something after you see his hat. Take a look. Excuse me. What do you do when a problem comes along? Oh, uh, you must whip it. You absolutely must. How must you whip it? Um, whip it good, um, into shape, 
shape it up, get straight, go forward, move ahead, try to detect it. It's not too late to whip it with the That's a that's a good answer. That's the best answer I've heard today from somebody wearing a Devo hat. I have to tell you, that was one of the my favorite moments from the DNC. There were a lot of moments from the DNC. There were a lot of weird and bizarre protests going on, and we covered most of them. We covered as many as we could get to. Uh, it might be time for us to pull out some of the magic moments and, and share them with you. <laughs> Just really, it was a crazy time. I know. Yesterday, uh, also, yesterday I talked about something briefly, very briefly. I talked about uh, this day in history moment, a this day in history moment that, that actually discussed um, something that happened at the Empire State Building. And I don't know if, if we focused it. I don't think we talked about it too much on this show. But on, um, on July 28th in 1945, uh, a B fifty, a B twenty five airplane crashed into the Empire State Building. I know we're thinking about the World Trade Center when uh, every September eleventh we talk about the World Trade Center and the two planes that hit the World Tra- Trade Center and and came down and took down the both of those buildings and we lost almost three thousand lives that day. And you don't think about the fact that we actually had a plane hit the tallest building in the world at the time when when that building was struck. And it is it's an amazing story when you go back on it. Only 13 people were killed when a B-25 bomber hit the uh, hit the Empire State Building. And as those those people faced the the horrific situation with a a plane slamming into the building, we also heard some incredible stories. For example, in in addition to the people who were killed, unfortunately, there were people who were injured. There were people who uh, were were injured and faced uh, just amazing, uh, overwhelming recoveries. One case was a woman who who was working as an elevator operator when the plane hit. The plane hit and uh, engines tore through the building. It was a Saturday in New York, much like today, and uh, landed on the street. There would have been much more damage, I'm sure, if the Empire State Building had been struck on a weekday. If, If a plane had hit the Empire State Building... On a weekday, and and can you imagine the the death and destruction? But no, on July 28, 1945, it was a Saturday like today. But an elevator operator was on duty. It was the time when they had elevator operators in all of those uh, buildings. They had little uniforms, and they took you. You couldn't push a button. You had to have the elevator operator take you to that to that to your location. But one of the weirdest things in that in that accident, one of the elevator operators was a, a young lady who was injured. And as the uh, first responders, as the cops and firemen were trying to save as many people as they could, they discovered this this elevator operator who was inside 
the car and they said, oh, my God, we have to get her down to the ground and get her um, to the hospital, get her care. The, the woman that was in the elevator was being lowered to the ground and uh, the cable snapped on the 75th floor and the elevator went all the way down to the basement and at the last second, the emergency auto brakes saved the woman from crashing. She lived. She lived and was pulled from the rubble. And to this day, she has the Guinness World Record for surviving the longest elevator fall of anyone. It's an amazing story. There, there are books out on this that uh, you can see, that you can find. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, see if we can talk to the family of the elevator survivor because she reached out after I was talking about it yesterday and said, you won't believe this. We both live in Delaware. I have a family member who was in that elevator. It is amazing, isn't it? It's a very tiny world. So that's my little history segment today. Uh, when we get back, I want to get into, uh, I got a couple of different things. I want to get into Trump's language yesterday in front of the cops. I have an update on North Korea and what the Secretary of State is saying. Um, there are a couple other, we and we got to talk about Venezuela. And where where the hell is the left today as Venezuela is descending into madness, as Venezuela is falling apart. Where are Michael Moore and Sean Penn and everybody else? Where the hell are they? And with a little bit of luck, I think our buddy Ernesto is going to join us uh, next hour at Nerdnesto. He's got some big news to announce. Yeah, I hope so. We'll find out uh, just around the corner on Pure Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's uh, almost the end of the second hour. And for those of you who weren't here earlier, um, well, we were asking people to help me, help me get through uh, this uh, clogged drain in the kitchen, got a garbage disposal on a clogged drain. And so many great answers came up. I'm supposed to get this hose and bladder cleanup device, clean out device. I'm supposed to get a liquid enzyme, something called Draintain. Um, and now Daniel J. Miller just came up with a really interesting solution. Said, turn the power off, dump in a bottle of Coke, go do something festive for three to four hours and follow the Coke with Mr. Plummer. Like curry through a cat. Interesting imaging, sir, like curry through a cat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. 
We shall see. Uh, I have a host of solutions, and and uh, Andy Courier and others are asking me to please periscope this. So uh, we will see. We shall see. We shall see. But what I think the perfect thing to do would be to to uh, hit the hardware store right after the show, uh, put on the, the Jeff Fisher program on the Blaze Radio Network, and uh, work out my clogged drain problems as I listen to the dulcet, mellifluous tones of, of one Jeff Fisher on the Blaze Radio Network. By the way, Jeffy's on from 9 a.m. East Coast to noon, followed by uh, Lawrence Jones, followed by Mike Slater and Joe Pags. So it's an entire lineup of uh, radio each and every weekend, fresh radio for you. We do it because we can and because we loves you. We absolutely loves you. Um, a couple of things to get to. North Korea launching what appears to be, and we mentioned this at the end of yesterday's show, an intercontinental ballistic missile. Now, it, it didn't come anywhere near the United States of America. Dropped in the Sea of Japan, but the type of missile, according to our defense estimates, is capable of reaching most of America. Not good. And uh, Secretary Rex Tillerson put out a statement to say that we won't accept a nuclear-armed North Korea. Now, what does that mean? We won't accept a nuclear-armed North Korea. Does that mean that the next step is to take away the nuclear arms from North Korea? And if so, how do we do that? It seems like uh, we've, we've had a policy up until this point of saying, China will fix it. China will fix it. China, are you going to fix it? And now we're kind of sounding like we're saying, well, if China won't fix it, we will. That's kind of like when... Mom and or dad used to say, you guys solve this amongst yourselves, and if you don't solve it, I will. I just don't know how, how we get that done. Because military action would be really risky. You get any kind of military action against the North Koreans, and they will, they will flood into South Korea. We know they will. We also know they have military might poised on, on the border right there on the DMZ. So I'm, I'm happy that the Secretary of State came off his vacation where he is supposed to be this week and uh, addressed the situation without delay. But I'm also waiting to see, are we going to get a statement out of Nikki Haley? Is the UN going to step in? Is there going to be another emergency meeting of the Security Council? And if so, what will Russia and China do? Because Russia and China seem to be the two that are holdouts. We know why China's a holdout, because North Korea does business with them. Big, big business. So we'll see. But I'm happy Rex Tillerson came out and made that statement. I'm happy that the Secretary of State is projecting strength instead of acquiescing to whatever the hell the rest of the world thinks we should do. I think we ultimately know better than what the United Nations is going to tell us. So bravo to you, Mr. Secretary of State. Coming up in the third hour, I hope we get uh, Nerd Nesto. 
Ernesto Rodriguez should be joining us with some big news. Also have um, The View did something stupid yesterday. You don't say, Mike. Yes, they did. Something irritating, something stupid, something I will share with you. So we're going to see that as well, or you'll hear it. <sighs> so much to do and so little time. We'll be right back. I'm Pure Opelka. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.